0: everyone my name is Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. Today's episode is one that I recorded with Susie who is one of the funniest, realist, most unfiltered humans I think I've ever talked to. During this episode we chat about Susie's journey starting her own business and what the reality of trying to grow a business online is really like. We look at the ups and downs that Susie's had in her career and get an insight into how she's figured out how to truly be herself and what matters most to her. Susie also chats about what the reality of being a mom is like for her and how she's navigated her way through fertility struggles, and the grief that's followed multiple miscarriages and she chats about how much she loves and values her two boys as well as so much more if you're impacted by anything that comes up in this week's episode please do direct message our Instagram page or check out our Instagram highlights for some support but for now thank you all so much for listening I'm going to pass over to Susie who's going to introduce herself
1: so I am Susie I am 27 years of age I have two kids I own a business and I am married and I'm from Feathers, County Prairie.
0: And how are you feeling today?
1: I'm grand, I'm a bit nervous.
0: Yeah, where are the nerves coming from, do you think? I don't know, I think, I don't know, it's just, I suppose this is new for me, like,
1: so it's a bit daunting, you know?
0: Oh, I totally understand, Susie. I was asking these questions to people for a year and a half before I sat down to answer them myself. And it was only then I realized just how hard it is sometimes to sit in that seat and answer these questions. But what helped me was just realizing I know all the answers because I'm talking about my life and nobody understands that more than I do. And it's the exact same for you. It's completely normal to be shitting yourself a little bit. Yeah. Anything I can do at all to make you more comfortable, do let me know. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it slow. Like let's start with what's life like for you at the minute? Life is hectic because I
1: have two small kids. Um, I have two sons and I have three stepchildren as well so yeah. it's hectic and um, my two sons obviously are with us full-time They're Sam is six and Zach is two so they're busy 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 boys and then I have the salon so I work three days a week and I do crazy hours on the three days that I do work yeah So yeah, it's, it's, it's hectic, like, like, for example, trying to set up this meeting, how long did it take? It was about four months, like Jesus Christ. I
0: have so many friends that have kids, so like, I totally understood. Um, Oh, okay. I'd love to understand more about the business because you set that up yourself. Like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I set up the business. I actually was working in childcare before I fell pregnant with Sam. I was like, no way am I going back to minding other people's kids. Like, this is pure (laughs) crazy, you know, when you have one of your own. Um, so, like, I always had an interest in, like, the beauty industry and stuff like that. But my mom was actually a self-employed hairdresser her whole life. And she kind of tried to steer me away from being self-employed. You know, she wanted me to go to college, get a pensionable job. You know, she said it's too much hard work, whatever. And something just drew me to it after Sam because I wanted to do something that I loved. But I also wanted to do something that I could work my time around having him um so I just kind of bit the bullet and I did a makeup course actually I did a lash extension course first which was absolutely horrendous but anyway um I did a makeup course and it just kind of fell into place like that was very hard at the start obviously you know you're building up a clientele and you're like like I said in my stories I've said it loads of times like there was weeks and months there that I could have had one appointment you know, for two months, but I think I just kept going and I kept practicing and I just kept pushing myself to be at a standard that I was happy with. Um, so I rented spaces in Salons for a couple of years and always kind of knew I wanted my own place. But like obviously with one appointment every two months, like that wasn't viable at the time. So I just kept pushing and pushing. And actually it was during the it was just after I think it was the first lockdown. So it was August 2020, um, I think it was in the June or July, I started looking into opening the business and I was like, right, I'm, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and just do it. Like, I just have to just do it. It's either going to work or it's not, so um, I did it and I found a little premises that was perfect size for me because I know that I'm not going to take anyone on within the next five, six years anyway. Um and we got it and we did it all up and it's like my safe haven now and i'm fully booked every week so just it's amazing like i think like a lot of people especially who start off in the makeup industry like you know you see people on instagram now and they're setting up their makeup pages and i think people don't give it a chance like you have to work your arse off you really do for probably the guts of three four years you have to get established you have to put your name out there you know like I think people maybe give up a little bit too easy like stay with it and if you think you have a passion for it like just follow it like because it will pay off eventually
0: yeah and have you always yeah. been interested in makeup
1: yeah i always have been yeah definitely but like when i started like i was shocking absolutely <laughs> shocking you know i thought i was good and i was able to do it on myself mm-hmm. um but yeah like it like i said it takes years you know it does and you have to educate yourself and put time into it but like if it's something that you actually have like a really strong passion for and you know you what that's what you want to do like just stick with it and you know like i'd i'd often have girls message me on instagram and they're like do you know what's your advice like you know i feel like my page isn't growing or i feel like i'm not getting enough appointments and i'm like lads just stick with it because it does pay off eventually like you have to build your name, essentially, yeah. Um, and once your name is built, then the success follows. I think.
0: I am terrible at makeup. I can barely do my eyebrows. Um yeah. But like, you're putting in constant hard work all of the time, and you have been for years. And you're seeing people coming behind you that are doing that. What's it like when yeah. the hard work isn't matched with like the reward on Instagram? When you're putting in the hard work, but it's not being acknowledged.
1: Um, it's hard because that's the way I was for years like years and years and I felt like I put so much into my page like my my core kind of value around that is like I want to teach like people like you how to be able to do your own makeup I'm not trying to attract other makeup artists um but like when you're constantly using a brand or you absolutely love a brand and you're mentioning them and you know and you're not getting kind of the recognition from them or even a little repost, like it's a kick in the ass, like it is, and it's a kick to your ego as well. Um, Like it's hard when you feel like you're not, you're not reaping the rewards and you're looking at bigger pages and you're kind of like, well, why are they not doing it with me? You know, and I think then it's about like exploring pages that you like and the content that you like and like taking ideas from different pages that inspire you and use it on your own page, Do you know? I think eventually you'll kind of find your own niche and you'll find what you enjoy recording or like, to be honest with you, I was breaking my balls, trying to grow my page there for the last four years. I was like, this is nowhere. So I had a pure meltdown on Instagram one day. I was like, I'm actually done. I don't give a shit about the numbers. I don't care about follows. I don't care about brands reaching out. I really don't care. And it's actually since then that
0: my page has grown. Because I'm just myself, and that stands to you so much. I might have already said this to you, but when my mom first died, I remember following every single mother and mom account I could find on Instagram to figure out how I could be this perfect person for my little sisters. But it's only when I found your page I realised that all of the frustration and all of those kind of feelings that were coming up for me were normal, and it's something that like a lot of people I feel hide on Instagram, whereas you kind of embrace it, and it was just so comforting to see that. I would love to get an insight into what has your journey of motherhood being like
1: oh god like it's been a roller coaster like and um, i think motherhood like when i i always wanted to be a mother like always and i think you know
0: when i looked
1: at it say as a little girl i saw all these like you know laughs and smiles and you know the all the fabulous things about being a mother but actually some days the negatives can outweigh the good like there's no denying that you love your children and I always say this like I love my children but I don't particularly like them all the time do you know what I mean like, okay like like that's actually okay and I think we're especially Instagram we're in a we're on an app that you know we're looking at these mothers and They're like, hello, sweetheart, and I'm baking with my children today, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like we put enough pressure on ourselves as as mothers as we are. We don't need to be looking at these perfect mothers floating around their houses that never raise a voice. Like the reality is I raise my voice more than once in a day at home. And it's not it's not something that like I'm trying to say, like it's okay, but it is really okay. Like, I wish that I was pay- more patient, and I wish that I was, you know, I could come down to their level when they're having an absolute tantrum, the maybe 11th one of the day, and me come down to their level and be like, what's wrong, sweetheart? But I, that's just not me as a person. Um, and I think it's about making it, you know, making it real that, like, the reality is, who the fuck is at home being like, Oh, you know sweet like it's okay to lose your shit like it is you know and it, it's not it's it's normal um but i think yeah like like i said like my view of being a mother when i was younger would have been all flowers and roses and kisses and hugs but it, that's not the reality of it and it's a fucking hard job and like i always say to my clients as well like i love going to work because it's a break they're my three days for a break and I enjoy it and I don't feel guilty about enjoying it. It's, it's a roller coaster, but yeah, it's worth it. Like, it, you know, I don't even think I have to say that. Like,
0: I think if you're a mother and
1: you're watching this, you know it's worth it, so.
0: Like has there been any moments that you've had to like, really tap into like resilience along your journey?
1: Yeah, no, there definitely has been like, um, I suppose, like I had fertility struggles. Um so like having Zach wasn't very straightforward for us, like having Sam was fine. We literally planned him and I was pregnant within about two months. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we started to plan the second baby and I had three miscarriages trying for Zach. And then we had Zach, thank God, um, under like, you know, under observation by a consultant and, you know, it was, it was stressful, but And then after Zach, then we we ended up having another miscarriage. So I've had four. And I think going through those made me value the lads, even though it's okay to lose my shit, Um, made me value, like, how, especially Sam, and how easy it was to have him. And I think that's something that maybe we can take for granted a lot of the time. Um, And the reality that the amount of women who struggle with you know who go through miscarriages and who struggle with fertility issues and like that's one thing that my page was massive for during a couple of obviously the couple of years that I was going through all that like I I was a shoulder for people to cry on and there was plenty of girls on my page who are still there who were shoulders for me to cry on um, and I've met some amazing mams and amazing women who unfortunately won't get the chance to be mams, but I've made lovely friendships. Um what, yeah, like obviously being a mother going through all that was hard, like that was hard. Like I was so depressed, like, and I, it was funny because I was only actually looking at my, um, the head plan journal I had around the time, the time that I lost Theo in 2020. And uh, one of my goals you know, and it's funny because I looked at it, I only looked at it about a month ago and it stuck with me. One of my goals was to get out of my pyjamas and to not go back to bed because that's what my daily routine was, do you know? Um, And like, I was very open about that on Instagram as well. And I think some people were probably like this one and she bawled again. But like, I think it's so, it it was important for me to do it at the time. Now, I'm healing now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a while, but I am healing. But I'm glad that I used it for that at that time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, Thank you. Where are you at with your grief in terms of the baby that you lost? Um,
1: I don't know. I can't. I actually can't answer that. I. <clears throat> I think particularly the last miscarriage I had, the first three um, were earlier and I just grieved them differently and I think then I got back. Mm. So that nearly helped the whole grieving process. Like I accepted them much faster. Um, you know, I just was able to kind of grieve them and put them put them away, if that makes sense. Mm. Um but the last one I'm definitely I actually, sometimes I think, have I even started the grieving process yet? I'm not sure, I don't think so.
0: And like you said there a few minutes ago that like so many women experience miscarriages. Do you think there's anything that people just don't understand or don't see about that journey?
1: I think, you know, and I've I've often spoke about this on my page and I'm very conscious now um, that I don't want to go on about it too much. And I don't want people to be like, this is actually really sad. But like, I think, the reality of it is like one in four go through a miscarriage and so like in your friend group on average there's maybe four or five of you in the friend group that means one of you is going to go through it and like that's a massive statistic and i think you know especially as young girls like we need to be kind of chatting about it and it needs to be i definitely think there has been an improvement on like the taboo of it and the stigma of it like it's not as much of a like hush hush thing anymore like if you have a miscarriage I feel like a, a lot of people are open about it maybe not everybody but a lot are um but yeah I just think it's 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 something that you know like if it happens and if you say if you go in to get your eyebrows done like I've often had because I've been open about it some of my clients come in and I'm like, well, how was your week? And they're like, oh, not great. Like I was actually in the hospital, I had a miscarriage. And then the conversation can flow. And obviously I've been through it, so I can say things that I know might help. Or, you know what I mean? Um, but I think, yeah, it's just. It's something that I think, especially with younger girls, it just has to be. You have to chat about it, even if it's not happened yet. Yeah. But just to be able to say to each other like, right, what, you know, make sure you can ring me if it does happen. Or, you know, just to be to be there for each other because there's a lot of girls now on Instagram who I have spoken to who haven't told anybody. Like I might be their only, their only outlet to chat to. So I'm very grateful for that. And obviously everything that I am told is completely confidential. Like I don't ever open my mouth to anybody because I know how sensitive it is. Um, but yeah, I, I just wish that people were kind of less ignorant to it. And I don't mean ignorant in the sense of like rude. I mean, like I was ignorant before I had my my losses um, in the sense of I actually just didn't know much about it. And I just thought like, actually, look, it's only a heavy period or, you know, whatever. But it's not like from the minute you see the positive test result, you are thinking oh my god like whether you have a child or not you're like they're going to be a sibling or you know where am I going to send them to school names I wonder that boy or a girl when's my first scan what's my due date like from the minute you see a positive pregnancy test you are planning that that child's life and I think that's the grief then that comes with the loss yeah
0: and I know you were saying for your last loss with Theo I think you said that you haven't really began that grieving process. What helps you on days when you're feeling low or when you're missing them? Um
1: there like there isn't a day that I don't think about him you know and I always wonder like what he would have looked like and um like particularly milestones now so like the boy's birthdays or like Sam's first day of school I found that so hard. Because I knew I knew that Theo should have been in the family photos, but I was the only one that kind of thought of. Like I felt like I was the only one who maybe thought of that that day. So it can be very lonely, but I think just thinking about them and accept, like like allowing them into your mind and allowing them into your thoughts, and you know, crying if you need to cry. Like sometimes I could just bust out crying, or if I'm in really bad form all day and. PJ comes home he's like what's wrong and I'm like I just feel shit like today or whatever and just let it out there's no point in holding it in because you're only kind of prolonging it and you're you're holding all that inside your body like I think you need to actually physically let it out whether that's crying for two hours or letting a big scream of anger because it happened out you know like just to let it out I think
0: yeah and you said something a while ago that like you value your boys even more now like what impact do your two boys have on your life what do they mean to you
1: oh god should they mean everything to me like they are they are the lights in my lives even though they drive me to drink <laughs> they are like and you know like it's the small things like sitting down coloring a picture with them or you know maybe sam telling a joke and me pure falling around the place laughing even though it's not even that funny but like (laughs) his little it's their faces like you know and they bring me a sense of purpose like you know they're they are the reason that i get up every day and they're the reason i have my house clean and i'm cooking dinners and i'm doing washing like you know what they even though it's the everyday mundane things like they're still my purpose like in life you know what they are they're what i live for
0: And is there anything else in life that just, like, matters most to you that's really, really important to you? Uh,
1: I think there's loads of things that that matter to me. Now, to be honest, it's funny because, you know, when you asked me to do this first and it was like, what is your why? And I was like, it made me actually sit back and think, like, hang on a second, what is my why? You know, and it actually made me look at... You know am i fulfilled enough in my job am i fulfilled enough in life itself like am i getting enough fulfillment and it's funny because certain things have come up and i've started to meditate and i've kind of started to do a bit of yoga at home and i've really started to look like inner Mm -hmm. and certain things have come up and like it's kind of you by you asking me to do this it has actually made me reevaluate a lot and made me realise a lot that I want for myself in the future. So I just wanted to let you know that. That you've probably changed the path of my life by even just asking me to do this.
0: Wow. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Is there anything that's come up since I asked you that? they are like, holy shit, like you just were surprised by it. Yeah,
1: lots, lots of things have come up. Like I've um I know my clients are going to be like, what? But I've definitely re-evaluated my career. Now, not that it's going to be an immediate change, it's not, but I have realized that, you know, I think I always looked at the salon as a short-term thing. Like, I don't think I'm going to be doing it when I'm 40. Like, I just don't. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to be like a 10-year thing for me. But I have realized the type of career path I think that I want to go once I feel like, okay, my salon and beauty days are done. And I feel like that type of career is going to give me the fulfillment that I need. Um to feel like whole and you know like it's funny because people say do you love do you love doing makeup like do you ever get sick of doing makeup and i'm like i actually don't but what i actually love more about having the salon is my clients and meeting different people and they've been looking in the mirror being like oh my god like i look unreal and i'm like that's what actually that's the drive that i have for the salon it's not even doing the services it's the after and it's the meeting people and the conversation I've had, conversations I've had with people, um, so that's what's given me f- my fulfilment now. But I know now that kind of where my path is going in say ten or fifteen years.
0: Yeah. Part of me wants yeah. to ask like, what is it? But then also, if you're figuring it out, I'm like, okay, you know how to say. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't even
1: want to say it because I know my clients will be like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> but um yeah no no i'm still in the process of like figuring out exactly what it is yeah um i have a fair idea so i'm i'm happy about that like
0: yeah has human connection like always been that important to you because as you're speaking like that's what it sounds like is work like and you've said that like talking to people being with people like has that always been something that's kind of lit you up
1: always yeah always um I just love I love hearing about other people's experiences and life stories and how they might cope with something. Like I find it so interesting and I find I find like I retain it, you know, and I nearly if someone said, Well, this works for me with anxiety, I'd be like, right, I'm gonna actually try that the next time. Like I feel like I learn so much from just being in the salon, Do you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. But yeah, no, it has. Like, I've always been fairly deep and I would feel like I'm the person that my friends come to if they need someone to calm them down or advice or, you know, and I love that. I absolutely love that.
0: Yeah, I love that so much as well. I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. You were talking about your mom being a hairdresser. Like, what does she mean to you?
1: Oh God, she means everything to me. She's my best friend. And I think a lot of mother daughters like you with your mom the I think the younger years you're their little best friend and I think then during the teenage years you know you clash you fight your mom is always wrong I you know that that that's that phrase I hate you you know when you're a teenager like you know when you're not allowed to fucking sneak out the window like she's like no sorry you actually have to stay in the house um and I think me becoming a mother has brought us back to the little best friends as we were when i was a little girl um but yeah she means the world to me she is a hundred percent my best friend and my rock like she is she's unreal she's unreal i would love to be i i aspire to be the type of mother that she was to us our life our whole lives um yeah and can you see any commonalities? Yeah.
0: My I'm at home and I'm saying stuff and I'm like,
1: oh, for God's sake, like I, all I can hear is my mother coming out my mouth. Do you know when you, you ha- she has this like phrase or something and you hear yourself saying it and you're like, did I actually just say that? That used to strike me up when I was a child. Um, oh, gotcha. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Very, very similar.
0: I love hearing you talk about her, like you just lit up in a different way there when you're speaking about her. It's lovely to see. Yeah. Would you now have any advice for you when you were younger?
1: Oh my God, so much advice. Jesus Christ. Um, I think a lot of my traumas that I brought into my adult life happened in teenage life, and I think that's very common. Advice, like I'd love, I would love to, you know. And I've, I've done it in meditations and stuff, where I've actually imagined myself sitting across from, say, my fifteen-year-old self, and just like telling myself, like, to love myself, like to actually just to stop trying to fit into the group or to fit into, you know, run around after boys that you think that you're in love with and you're going to spend the rest of your life with, or. You know, just the, the regular teenage mistakes that people make. Um, just to be kind to yourself as a teenager, I think. And just to give her and say, like, you know, it's okay. Like, it's actually okay. Because I think we do a lot of soul searching when we're teenagers. But yes, we don't actually true. have the mental capacity to to really process it. Like, you know, Um Yeah. I think as well, and I think it's important as an adult to even just do that. Just imagine your teenage self sitting across from you and just giving her a hug and saying, I forgive you for all the mistakes you've made or for all the traumas that, you know, might have happened. Like, I forgive you and you are only a child and it's okay, you know.
0: Looking at like your life and where you've come from and where you're at and where you're going, what do you think your why is?
1: I think my why in the bigger picture of things um, is to be a listening ear for somebody um, and a kind listening ear. And I think if you've had a lot of life experiences, if you've made all the mistakes, if you've, you know, if you've had a lot of traumas, I think your advice can be different that who mightn't have had as many experiences Um, and I think it can hit home harder Um, but I definitely think in the bigger picture of things that my why is to be a helping hand to somebody I think.
0: Thank you so much for everything that you've shared today, Susie. I've enjoyed this conversation so much and I've literally been glued to every single word that you've said. And to anybody who's listening to this episode, thank you so much and we'll see you next week for some more What's Your Why conversations.